You're listening to 30 Below with Allie and Rick, where we watch the movies so you don't have to. I'm Allie. And I am Rick. And this week we watched Hard Rain. A request from our loyal listener and your sister, Betsy Gorham. Yes. And as such, because it is a request, we did fudge our rule a little bit. Yes, this one is 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. But it has the spirit of a 30%. It absolutely has the spirit of a 30% or even below. Oh, Allie's coming in hot. (laughs) Uh, What's the description of this movie? A simple plan. An instant fortune. Just add water. Apparently this whole time I have not been using the log line. I've just been using the description and I've been wanting to use the actual log line. So I'm very happy that it was as goofy as that. Mm -hmm. Again, that is a simple plan and instant fortune. Just add water. A lot of water. So much water. So much water. And this was directed by, I'm going to say, Mikhail Salomon. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's Danish. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hasn't directed anything of note, a lot of television. And he used to be a cinematographer. uh, And notably, he was the cinematographer on the worst James Cameron movie. Okay, yeah. Well, second worst. What's the worst James Cameron movie? Uh, The worst James Cameron movie is Piranha 2, but... That was literally the first thing he directed, and he only directed, like, two-thirds of it. I've never even seen the first Piranha. No, it's... You wouldn't need to. Uh, It it was a movie that they made for, like, $70,000. Although it did instill a fear of Piranhas, even though I had never seen Piranha. I was always afraid of Piranhas. Yeah, James Cameron was a truck driver who decided he wanted to make movies... So he worked for the only man in Hollywood who would hire literally anyone, Roger Corman, and just was working on set as a um, set painter, I believe, for some movies. And he just kept agreeing to do whatever they asked and watched other people to see how stuff was done. And when he was working on his second movie, uh, Piranha 2, the director was fired, I believe. And James Cameron was like, I'll finish it. And the experience was so terrible, he had nightmares of robots with red eyes trying to kill him. (laughs) And so he wrote The Terminator. Oh! I didn't know he wrote The Terminator. Yep. I don't know much about James Cameron beyond Avatar and Titanic. Yep. Uh, So there's your James Cameron trivia that you came to the podcast on Hard Rain for. Well, that... Yay. Also, like... If you are in film, always agree to, like, fill in for others because, well, not always, maybe not always, but, like, for the most part, that's why I have gotten the connections that I have is that I've been like, oh, you need someone? I'll do it. I'll fill in for this person who dropped out. So, yeah, I mean, take it from me and James Cameron, who I am not putting in the same category, but, like, if you want to make it... Yep, James Cameron and Allie Daniels Fill in for equals. other people. Well, I mean, unless you're Union, in which case, stick to your Unless lane. you're Union, in which case, you're, you're way far ahead than I am. Uh, the 
What's more notable about this movie is the uh, screenplay is written by Graham Yost. Okay. Uh, notable as the screenwriter for uh, Speed, Speed 2 Cruise Control, mm-hmm. and Broken Arrow. I have not seen any of those. I've never even seen Speed. Speed's great. I've heard Speed's great, yeah. Uh, Speed 2 is one of those movies that was ruined by its producer. Okay. Uh Infamous, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the it's one who fine. kept wanting to put giant spiders into movies. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why wouldn't giant spiders yeah. uh, Kevin elevate Smith anything? tells a story about it. Infamously, uh, the Superman movie with Nick Cage was going to have, uh, like, this guy was the producer, and he's like, and just so you know, the third act has to have a giant spider, because audiences love giant spiders there's a super movie there was going to be with nick cage there was going to be was nick cage superman he was going to be superman no and it was going to be directed by tim burton what no ew and this was like 92 so this is right after batman returns and it's um there is some screen test footage of nick cage in the suit and he has a mullet because it was the mid early to mid 90s superman so yeah i is this on youtube because i feel like i need to see it. yes there's a whole documentary about it i need to see that anyway uh that story ends with a giant spider being the final act of wild wild west incredible incredible but yeah and broken arrow is a movie where they're like what if we took a football player and tried to make him a movie star oh great yep fantastic so, yeah, this movie. Uh, very long opening credits. So long. Yeah. And, and it's just so much water. It's, you can't, it never establishes where we are. No, it is, it, for a movie that somehow feels a little long, despite being only 90 minutes, it's, 97 minutes. Yeah, it's... I was not counting the credits. I I wrote down 97 minutes. Not to be argumentative. Yes. I'm just being <laughs> accurate. Yes, 97 minutes with the full credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it has no establishing stuff up front. No. Like, it has no epilogue no. at the end. No, you have no idea what's going on, where we are... Like, there are no, like, new, like, we we know that it's, there's a lot of rain, and the town is flooding. We have no idea where this town is. We have no, like, s- set up with, like, news anchors being like, there's a really big storm in the coast of blah, blah, blah. It doesn't feel like we're on a coast either. So, actually, uh, so this takes place in Indiana. Uh, oh, they said it? There's a sign when he's calling in, oh, when Ed Asner is calling in their location on the radio, he says they're outside of a sign that says, welcome to, I think it's Harrisburg, Indiana. It's like Huntington or hunting. Or, yeah, I don't wherever. know. It's weird. Anyway, the very first thing that we see in this movie, though, is the Paramount logo turning into... A mountain! Yes. Which, it's pulling that trick from Indiana Jones, and I'm always a sucker for when they do that. Uh, probably best done in Mission Impossible 2, mm. uh, because it, like, pans around behind the Paramount logo, and there's Tom Cruise climbing the uh, back of a mountain. Okay, but he was actually on a mountain then. Yes, that was cool. 
There's no mountains in Indiana. No, there aren't. Which so. is why I was so confused. I guess I must have missed that we were in Indiana because I was like, I have no idea where this is taking yes, place. This most movies like this would start with like news footage of anchors right, being exactly. like, and we're expecting record floods tonight. Exactly. And you would see someone telling you a little bit of setup and then like the camera would zoom out and we'd see a diner or something yeah. and people like rushing out and evacuating. Right. We're like, we come in like after everyone has evacuated except the mayor who is then evacuating. But like, yeah, everyone has already evacuated. There's no news. Like there could have even been like a voiceover of someone, of an, a news anchor being like, there are historic floods blah, 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 blah. or even just like on the radio as we're mm-hmm. seeing christian slater if like mm-hmm. he's our protagonist right so yeah. you think we would start with him right. so it's like maybe have him driving in and hearing and there's radio and him talking to his uncle being like ah this is nothing well, we we'll don't know it's his uncle yet we don't we don't we don't know that spoilers yes um, um everyone and I'm not sure if this is model work or if it's location work, because there's no way it was location, because that would have involved literally flooding a town. Right, exactly. Uh, but the, like, water is hard to do mm-hmm. in models because mm-hmm. just you can't scale down water physics. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly how they did it. I'm guessing it was a lot of compositing, mm-hmm. because uh, when there are... Um, cars and stuff driving on the road it looks really bad yeah 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 and it's a very um showy uh sort of entrance or intro like it's a very long shot like a helicopter shot so long and And for a movie that has no helicopters like the fact that we start from an aerial view is just bonkers to me Because, like, if a town is flooding, like, this badly, there are still people in the town, wouldn't you expect, like, some helicopters to be, like, flying around, like, looking for people? Uh, if the National Guard had come in, yeah, you'd expect. But, but you can't fly helicopters in certain weather, so maybe. I mean, it's just rain. It's, it's just hard rain. I, I don't uh, know. I feel like they could have flown helicopters in. Like, they're going around in boats and stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, they're going around in boats. But still, I I feel like it, it would be easier to get people out of there via helicopter than just, like, wait and hope that people survive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think helicopters, they usually are a... Yeah like afterwards to rescue but also people who are unable to get into boats or drive yeah would want helicopter evacs well it's not like it's a hurricane it's indiana yeah and the camera uh, goes on this long panning shot it goes over the town uh, and this town is too small for a mcdonald's like yeah you're right i did see the mcdonald's like four square blocks yeah and it's a tiny a, town. McDonald's doesn't go to there's towns no less McDonald's. than 1500. Yeah, no, there's no way they would have a McDonald's. They could have a subway. Uh, I've seen yeah. subways in towns that small. I've okay. seen Dairy Queens in towns Yeah, that small. I could definitely see a subway or a Dairy Queen. Definitely not a McDonald's. And they only showed the McDonald's once. Like, they never crashed into the McDonald's. or They, they did? There is a scene later on oh, with the McDonald's. I must have been writing something down. It's hard to notice. Mm. Uh, anyway, the camera, it pans in and it stops 
on Randy Quaid's face, and he's the sheriff, and the first he- line in this movie is, so, are we all gonna die? Uh, yep. I, yep, forgot about that. But yes, that is his first line, the first line of the movie. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm, <laughs> I am on this movie's wavelength now. Yep, all right, that's that's where we're starting. Um, also, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but when they were, like, flying over the town, before Randy Quaid, like, some of the cars that were driving, like, in the flood... Like, it, sh- it looked like CGI to me. Yeah. Was it CGI? Well, this it is 1994, like... so it wouldn't have been CGI. It looked like it was out of Grand Theft Auto. So I think it was compositing that just wasn't good. So they shot actual cars on a studio lot on water. Okay. And then superimposed that onto a model. And they just didn't get the lighting right. Okay, so and... that's what you were saying earlier. It just... Yeah, it looked like it was, like I said, out of Grand Theft Auto for me, where I yes. was like, is this a video game? Is this CGI? But yeah, this but is 1998. It was 98? I thought it was 94. It was 98. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. late enough that they could have done CGI, but it would have been noticeable. Mm. Like that's... I mean, I noticed it, so. No, I mean, it would have been Yeah, yeah. Like, no, obvious. I, I know what you mean. That's like the era of Spawn. I've never seen Spawn. Neither have I. Don't know why you would have. Yeah, 98. All right. Don't know why I thought it was 94. Um, so we go into Randy Quaid. He's like, are we all going to die? Um, and he's only got two payments left on being a sheriff because he got voted yep, out. Yep. Yep. And he, he's just grinning and bearing it and he's trying to evacuate everyone. Mm, yep. And the mayor is, like, driving by. Also, it's Wayne's birthday, mm-hmm. which I think is important to remember, considering how everybody treats Wayne throughout the movie, because this takes place over one night. Yes, this takes place over just a few hours. Yeah. Like, this is basically in real time. Uh, Ish. They definitely speed it's... up with how fast the water rises. Yeah, that's true. They do that. Um, but like, yeah, it's, I mean, not that we should sympathize or empathize with Wayne. Wayne is arguably the worst of the cops. I mean, yeah, he's terrible. But at the same time, I was like, really? You're gonna, you're gonna like, you know, rag on him like that and it's his birthday and it's like flooding and it's this terrible night. But yeah, Wayne is really, really terrible. Mm -hmm. But we don't find that out until like the, towards the end yeah the third act we find yeah. out he's really terrible yeah, he's really terrible also um the mayor drives by and he's got this big like grin on his face and he's like joking about like the flood and everything um and the and brandy quaid quote unquote jokes about torching the mayor's house and blaming it on looters mm-hmm. so acab yep which is, I feel like ACAB is a recurring theme throughout this. Yes. I don't know if they meant to do that. No. Probably not. But they ACAB. They try to imply that these are just bad individuals. They're bad apples. Despite the fact that... Well, we'll get to this yeah, more in the yeah, third yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we meet the rent-a-cops of Ed Asner and Christian Slater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they are... Uh, 
the armored security mm-hmm. or the armored truck security guys. Yep. yep. And they're it implies that they're robbing a bank to start with it does. just for a little quick gag. Yeah, they're like put the money in the bag or go faster, put the money in the bag or whatever. Um, but yeah, it turns out that they are actually security for this mo- like they are driving the armored security vehicle to get this money to do we know where? They are taking money from the banks along the river and I'm guessing the implication is that they are getting it out because the because flood. Because of the flood. So that way there's nothing to be looted. I just don't know how they like thought that that would have worked because it was flooding like so much. Yeah, they were too late for it. Yeah, wouldn't they get like a tip being like, hey, there's a big storm coming in and it'll probably flood. You should probably get that money out of there. Yeah, they would have had like a day's notice to know that it's going to be flooding. Right, yeah. Weather is accurate enough to know at least one day in advance. Right. Hey, expect a lot of rain. Even in 1998. Yeah. 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 I mean, 1998, we had Doppler 2000. You could have seen that thing coming. I, sure, I believe you. You didn't have Kilo Land, so you don't understand how accurate Doppler 2000 was. I don't know what Kilo Land is at all is that a farming thing no it is okay uh kello is the one of the is the local cbs affiliate in southeastern south dakota Uh, k-e-l-o okay and they refer to their broadcast area as kello land oh you said kilo land i did because you play the kilo land drinking game what i'm sorry what is the kilo land drinking uh every time they say doppler you take a drink uh (laughs) it's like every time uh, one of the weathermen takes off or puts on his jacket, you take a drink, because they're in there for, like... They love when there's bad weather at Kello because they like to brag about their uh, their weather forecasting capabilities. So they will ha- interrupt whatever is on to cut in with uh, 30 seconds of weather updates about and looks like the storms move in past brandon and we might get some more info on that coming in so whenever they pop up like and do this like every like you take a drink i I don't recall the specific rules because did you ever do this because you were not living in south dakota when you were 21 no i would have been eight when i learned about this Well, then I hope you weren't playing that game. But it was fun to point out all the stuff. And then whenever they would talk about using the Viper, uh, you would hiss. Because that was one of the technology was the Viper. And that showed like uh, circles in the wind. Wow. I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to all our Kelloland listeners. Woo. All right. Um, So Christian Slater doesn't want to be a cop. um, And he doesn't eat donuts because he's trying to get out of here. Because apparently (laughs) donuts are the kiss of death and will (laughs) seal your fate as a cop. And again, he's not a cop. He's an armored truck security guard. He's a cop to me. In in my eyes, he's a cop. Yeah, he's basically a cop. I mean, he's protecting other people's assets. Like, he's protecting other people's property. He is the definition I of a class like. traitor. Like, yeah. he is paid solely to prevent rich people's money exactly. from being taken exactly. from the people who earned it. Yeah. So, in my mind, he's a cop. 
and we meet uh, some people at a bar that apparently hasn't been evacuated despite the flood. It's just people hanging out at a bar. Nope. nope. And there's two people discussing what they're going to do with the money. With the money. Um, and then we see Morgan Freeman in a cowboy hat and passes a crossword puzzle over to one of the guys, Kenny, who is talking about what he's going to do with the money. And it says, mention money again, I'll kill you. Like, he wrote that down. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's, like, kind of incriminating to do. Yes, very much so. <laughs> much less, uh, much more incriminating than just just kind of saying, whispering. hey, shut up. Yeah, exactly. And um, meanwhile, we also meet the other two uh, criminals. So we mm-hmm. have four thieves that we're going to be dealing with. Yes. We have Jim, who's Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. and he's the old uh, brains of the operation. Yes. So he's the one who's yes. planned it all. He wears a cowboy hat the whole time. And we have uh, the tech guy. I don't know mm-hmm. his name, but he's like a former science teacher. Mr. Miller. Mr. Miller. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he's the one who's doing all of their mm-hmm. tech and science stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have one guy who is there to ironically say biblical quotes. He's such a hypocrite. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. mentions quotes from the Bible. Yep. So th- and I that's just deep. called him Bible guy. Yeah. I didn't hear his name. And then uh, Kenny, who mm-hmm. is the idiot. Yeah, he's the young idiot. He is there to make mistakes and screw up all the plans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, then we go back to the armored truck where Christian Slater tries to kiss the old guy. He's like, oh, give me a kiss. Yep, and they're just yucking it up. And, and he calls him a touchy old fart mm-hmm. because the old guy like is like, no, don't try and kiss me and be weird. I'm driving in a torrential downpour. Maybe I should focus on the road. Yeah, but he's a touchy old fart. And because they're disagreeing, uh, Christian Slater's like, hey, stop. And he's like, no, I'm not stopping. I need to tell you something. And then he's like, no, stop. And then he drives into water and floods the engine. Yep. And they can't go They can't get out. Nope. Mm -mm. And they stall. Yep. And they're stuck. And we cut back to the cop, and they're trying to make sure everyone's evacuated. Mm -hmm. And uh, I noted that Randy Quaid is the sensible person in this movie for the first two acts. Like, he's Randy Quaid, noted person you bring in to play your cousin Eddie's or your Mm. uh, Russell Cage's. I don't Uh, know who Russell Cage is. I think his last name is Cage. Uh, He's the drunk crop duster from uh independence day oh okay yep mm-hmm. and uh those are the types of characters that usually randy quaid plays yeah so here he's the one who's like let's do our job let's get everyone safe yeah let's do this by the book guys yeah yeah and that's interesting to me uh Fair. and he's trying to get some the last holdouts out mm-hmm. and we meet beloved national treasure Betty White, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. And Doreen, she's doing name. the late '90s Betty White thing of being a cantankerous old woman. She's very feisty, and she also recognizes that Randy Quaid is an ex sheriff, and yep, she does not care what term, he says. Mm-hmm. And she didn't vote for him. Yep. 
Betty White says ACAB, mm-hmm. basically. And she's setting up traps to prevent looters from mm-hmm. getting into her home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And her husband wants to go, but... She's like, no, we're staying here. Mm-hmm. And the straights are not okay. The straights are not okay in this movie. No, they are. No, it's having... very, I hate my wife. I hate my husband. Very take my wife, please. Yes, very, very much so. And we're back at the armored car. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ed Asner has called for the National Guard to come in. And apparently they just assume that the National Guard will come and rescue them. And yeah. protect the money. Well, they because said it's going to be like, what? A, it's going to be four, it's gonna, five hours. Yeah, it's going to be hours. Mm-hmm. But still, they assume that the National Guard cares about them because they are money. Not because the National Guard isn't coming to save them from right. the flood. Yeah. The National Guard is coming to save the, the money. money. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole thing is about, is protecting the money. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, we'll talk about more. And there's some people on the other side of this dip in the road, so Mm -hmm. you can't cross easily. Right. And, uh, it's Morgan Freeman and the boys. Mm. Well, they have a a light on top of their vehicle, so they're not sure, like, who they are. And they're Um, blinding them. And they're blinding them. They turn on their brights, so they can't, so, uh, Christian Slater and the old guy, um, like, can't see who they are. And Christian Slater gets gun-happy. Yeah, he's only been on the job for, like, two months. Well, it's apparently. Kenny first who shoots. Well, Christian Slater pulls out his gun because he's like, I can't see anything. So he's trying to take his gun out. Oh, And okay. Kenny sees that and just shoots. But doesn't shoot Christian Slater, manages to shoot Ed Asner. In the throat. Yep. Yep. And so uh, he's dead. Yeah, well, he's dying, but yeah, he's gonna die. Um, And then um, there's a big shootout, um, and after everything, like, kind of settles down, Morgan Freeman says, we just want the money, we won't kill you, even though, like, I mean, he doesn't know, but they just killed the old guy. Yep. So. You guys just walk away, we won't kill you. Yep, except that we just did. Yep, and unfortunately, their entire job mm-hmm. is to die before letting the money go. Like, that is why you hire them. Yeah, which I just, I Because if they get held up and they do give up the money, they're fired. And then they're not hired by any other security people because so they let the money go. what? They worked for construction sales before that. Like, they can get other jobs being a money security person isn't the, the, yeah. the whole so, world. In this scene, uh, they're yelling at each other mm. across this stream that they can't drive through. And Morgan Freeman's voice loses all of its grandeur when he's shouting. Yeah. Like, he needs to be talking low mm-hmm. and, like, measured. When he shouts, he loses the gravitas and the mm-hmm. bassiness of his voice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He also says you have 30 seconds. Yep. Which I feel like isn't a whole lot of time to get from, like, the the truck to the other truck. And, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty empty threat because, like, they don't really end up shooting after 30 seconds. I mean, yeah, after the shootout sh- has, like, calmed down. They go over there ready to shoot. Yeah. But Slater's run away. He has, yes. 
And they're like, all right, let's blow this open. Mm -hmm. Use your, that's uh, bomb you learned. He's like, and Bible guys like, you teach this in high school? And he's like, have you been in our school these days? My students taught me how to build stuff like this. Yep, so students just teaching the teacher how to build a bomb. Yep, Cause I guess. That, it's the 90s. In, I mean, I don't know where they're supposed to be out of in, like, this rural area in Indiana. I mean, it's implied that they're, like, out of towners. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. It's never said, like, where they come from. Anyway. But the money, the door isn't even closed. Mm-mm. And the money is gone. Because we're dealing with a slippery one. We are dealing with a slippery one. Um, Christian Slater, we see, hides the money in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. In, like, a crypt that says, like, Portland on it. Yeah, in a mausoleum. Or a mausoleum. Um, there's a lot of Dutch angles. Mm-hmm. I learned that term from you. <gasps> Thank you. It's when it's like uh, diagonal or like yeah, off kilter. Yeah, it's like it's when the camera's like, Wah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's running away, wading mm. through waist high water. Yep. And they're like, well, and Morgan Freeman is smart and breaks into a auto or a vehicle dealership place that sells cars and And boats and jet skis yes so he gets a boat and two jet skis so that he can have henchmen on jet skis chasing down christian slater nobody looks menacing on a jet ski yeah Waterworld tried to do it it's not possible i don't care who you what villain you put on a jet ski what's serial killer like you put them on a jet ski they are instantly humorous yeah and the movie definitely shows that because every time he's being like charged at by someone on a jet ski he just dives and then they just go over top of him right I, i mean even i don't know even when they have like you know a lead on him or whatever like it's just It's just so ridiculous to see, like, people who are, like, you know, murderous on a jet ski. Like, you don't buy jet skis for, like, utilitarianism. Like, you don't buy them to go places. You buy them for fun. Like, I really don't like Daniel Tosh. Mm -hmm. I really don't like Daniel Tosh. But he has this one joke where it's like, you ever try to have a bad move? Or a bad mood on a wave runner. Like, you can't make a frowning face on a wave runner. And it's the same thing as a jet ski. Like, you can't look menacing and dangerous on a jet ski. You can't. You can't. And uh, Christian Slater tries to beat a jet ski by going indoors. Mm -hmm. So he breaks into the middle school. And they're they're riding the jet skis around in walls. So yeah, they set... One of their homemade bombs on the main door mm-hmm. and jet ski away. And then Christian Slater has to do a dive away from the explosion mm-hmm. into the water so that he doesn't get hit by the explosion. Yep. And then they're just riding jet skis through the school. <laughs> also, 
this seems like too big of a school. Yeah, for, for how this town. Much we saw this. Like this school seems like how big my school was, and our class was like two hundred, and I feel like that was way more than whatever this was. Like Wapaka, like what the town of Wapaka. Like, you would have way more opportunities to, like, get away and hide and things like that <laughs> if you were going throughout the whole town. Yeah. And, like, y- that was our only high school. So I, j- I just feel like that high school, yeah, this school was way too big. Too big. Especially because it's the middle school. It's not even just the school. Oh, it yeah. It is only the middle school, and it's still no, this size. No way. That's, yeah. This town is very small, and this high school, or middle school is very large. They're chasing him around, and then he does his cool guy one-liner and says, watch your step, and steps aside, and then the jet ski rams into some steps, and Kenny flies off and crashes into a trophy case. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 And then there's, like, a, a lot of sound effects. He crashes into a light, or a, an overhead light. And there's a whoa kind of thing that happens. And so at this point, uh, off screen, he steals Kenny's jacket and And hat hat. Mm -hmm. and puts them on and then steals the jet ski so he can try to drive out of there. And Bible Guy sees him and believes that he's Kenny for about two seconds. Yep. Which means that he spent more time putting the disguise on right, yeah. than it bought him yeah. in being hidden. It can't be easy taking a wet jacket off of a guy who's, he's not dead No, he's either. unconscious mm-hmm. or like very or badly like struggling hurt. struggling to swim or, yeah, it's, it can't be easy taking a wet jacket off of a guy who's probably not unconscious. Um, and so he rides his jet ski mm-hmm. through the school and he needs to get out. So he just drives through a window. Yep. And it's real cool. So cool. Um, at one point, somebody, I don't know if it's Morgan Freeman or Bible guy, but somebody says, somebody calls Christian Slater a butt wipe. <laughs> and this movie is rated R. It is. And the language is so tame. It felt like it could have been PG-13. It did. With like a few minor tweaks. Right. Like they only use one F. Yeah. Yep. But it could be that they used it in the asexual sense. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact time they used it, but yeah, if you use in a PG-13 movie, you can get away with one F word, sometimes two, mm-hmm. if it's really fast and like under, because I think they did that on West Side Story in the first song. Okay. If you use it in a sexual context, then you can't say it at all without it being an R. Okay, gotcha. It, MPAA, keeping us safe. Yeah, like there are so many bad insults in this like butt wipe and not head and it's you just feel like this is a PG-13 movie because apparently everyone is scared to call people by actual insults. Yeah, and um, uh, the Christian Slater has rigged the jet ski to drive forward without him. Yep. And it crashes into a thing. I don't know what. 
but it explodes. Something, yeah. And there's a lot of random explosions that you can't really explain. And again, it buys him like five seconds yep. before they're like, no, nah, he's not dead. Yep. Um, we get into a close-up of Bible guy just saying a very long Bible quote. And the way that he delivers it is as if he learned it that day. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's a very interesting character. Not even choice, but it's like that entire character is that they're a goon and also really into the Bible. Yep. And uh, all of his quotes are Bible verses that are specifically relating to rain and flooding. Yes. Um, they also keep saying a lot of money. There's a lot of money um, hidden. There's a lot, a lot of money at stake. We don't know how much money. Yeah. In a better movie, we would have set up the amount mm -hmm. that it is, like when they're loading it up. Right. They're like... Ah, oh, that's seven. How's much I make this? Well, that's three million dollars. And then mm. we would know from the start what the stakes are. Right, yeah. Or here, it could have been 200 grand. Right, yeah. And we wouldn't know. I had no idea how much money it was. And um, we don't for a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater pulls off into a building to try to hide. Mm -hmm. And it is a church. Mm -hmm. And he gets knocked out. By a cross. By crucifix. A crucifix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up uh, in the police station. Yes. Yes, he does. And he is... Uh, so he's with the cops mm -hmm. and his l tough lady love interest of Demi mm -hmm. Moore. Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Not Demi Moore. Sorry. No, Mini that's driver. fine. <laughs> I was thinking DM instead of MD. Oh, I see. And she uh, admits that she thought he was a looter, so mm -hmm. she hit him with a crucifix because like that's all that she had. Yep. Mm -hmm. And she needs to get back to the church so she can keep the pumps going. Yep. She is a church restorer. So yeah, she's like an art restoration person, so she's been restoring the stained glass and mm -hmm. also the building itself. Yeah, because she says she has to restore the church, so... Yeah. I guess she restores the building as well. I don't know. Um, uh, and then uh, Christian Slater makes a terrible mistake. And so he's telling them that he's not a looter, that mm -hmm. he was the armored truck driver and he was robbed. Mm -hmm. And says that he hid the money. But then he tells three random cops and the woman who attacked him where the money is. Yeah. Like, specifically. And he's like, oh, I can take you to it. And they're like, no, we don't need you to do that. Um, also, uh, Randy Quaid's character keeps giving Wayne, you know, grief on his birthday. Mm -hmm. But again, Wayne turns out to be terrible. But I wrote down, like, wow, Randy Quaid really doesn't like Wayne. Um, and again, on Randy his Quaid birthday. is being the sensible one here. And is like, no, we... If he's a looter, we've got him, but we need to check out this story. Mm -hmm. Like, he claims that there's a man who's been killed. We need to at least see if we can confirm this. Yeah. But also they leave him during a flood, yes. which is like, you're just leaving that guy to die. Well, they leave him in a sandbagged area, so they assume that they've got time, because the water's only 
like three feet high right now Mm -hmm. and their sandbags are four and a half feet above. So as long as there's no uh, catastrophic waves coming from the dam, Mm -hmm. he'll be fine. Yeah. And this is the thing where the water level Mm -hmm. changes drastically. It does. Whenever they decide they need it to be dramatic. Yeah. Um, It's not gradual like in Titanic. Um, Or real life. Or real life. Um, But also like they leave him without like anyone watching him. Which I thought was kind of weird. Like, wouldn't you have somebody watching? Well, they decide to have two of them go together Mm because you need to bring a partner with when you're investigating a potential shooter. Yeah. Which makes sense. And then they're like, okay, and young guy, you take uh, her back to her home. Or you take her out of town so she's uh, safe. Right. And then she assaults an officer. And yep. mm-hmm. steals the boat, yep. but it's her boat, apparently. Well, it's her boat, because everybody has a boat in this town. Well, everyone who stayed behind for the flood has a boat. Which, that part I can believe, that if you are going to try to stick it out, that you would have a boat. Mm, that's fair. Um, yeah, so it's her boat, apparently. Um, and she, like, pushes them over. Oh, also, we, um, like, before the boat thing... Randy Quaid sticks a gun in his ankle holster, and I don't know, maybe I just don't know that much about firearms, but I feel like just thinking logistically, like, that would be really weird to, like, pull a gun out of your ankle. That is a common place to holster a secondary firearm for uh, law enforcement, because if you are like running or something, you might drop your gun. But if you are ever on the ground or you fall, then you can get to your ankle a little bit easier. Or if you're in a chair or something. Okay. Because in my mind, I was like, that'd be really... Because we were just watching Breaking Bad where he was like practicing taking his gun from his waistband. And I was like, well, imagine trying to take your gun from your ankle. But Yeah, I- it's supposed to be a secondary last resort thing. It's not an easily accessible one. It's mm-hmm. one that you have if you have, like in The Fugitive, if you've lost one gun and you need to grab a second one. Mm. Well, shows how much I know about law enforcement and firearms. Anyway... Aww. And we're at the dam, and someone's taking a poo, and so his pants are down. Yep. And then all of a sudden, there's water on the floor, mm-hmm. and so he sprints out with his pants around his ankles. Mm-hmm. Well, and, he's wearing overalls, but his overalls around his ankles. And he has to turn a crank to release more water. But also, his pants are falling down. Whoop, whoop. Um, which I was looking down at that point and I was like, why are his pants falling down? And you were like, well, he was on the toilet. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I missed that. And so now there's a giant wave of water coming mm-hmm. that doesn't actually seem that giant. It like tips a boat a little bit at one yeah. point and it doesn't cause that much damage, it seems. Well, but this it, is where we the see. The third thing of the dam like opens. Right? Because there's two and then there's three. Yes, he's... I don't know how dams work. He releases more of the water that is being held back because the pressure is built up on the dam. Mm -hmm. So he's allowing more water through the spillway. Okay. 
this apparently leads to very fast flood mm-hmm. increases. Yes. Uh, and this is where we see the McDonald's again. And uh, I think it's one of the robbers is like pressed up against the McDonald's sign. Mm. And what I noted here is that it is not at the right height. So before this wave of water comes in, the water's at like three-ish feet deep. Mm. And even if the entire volume of water in the area is literally doubled mm-hmm. to get it up to six feet, mm-hmm. which is what you would need to do, Yeah. Um, then you would only have it... Um, so the water would only be six feet high. That's not high enough for a McDonald's arch. Yeah. And this guy's getting pressed into the M of it, like inside uh, the golden arches. Yeah, that's... Yeah. And then meanwhile, at the police station, the water is... Uh, now three feet high, so it's up mm-hmm. to, it's just below the cot that right. Christian Slater's been in. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, I've got to get out of here. The water's rising. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to lasso a desk mm-hmm. with his belt because he sees keys on it. Yeah. So he's like, this way I can get out of here. Yep. And uh, he manages to pull it over and he grabs the key and he can't get it into the lock. Because oh, and it's this board on it. Which I appreciated this subversion. (laughs) Because you get this a few times. You can get away with this a little bit uh, where the actions uh, that they've been trying to do turn out to be meaningless because they've been trying to do the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. And so his next plan is to try to get through the light in the ceiling. (laughs) I mean, he's got no other options. Yeah, right. He's got to try to go somewhere. And the water is rising very quickly. Yes, the water's like eight feet high now. Mm, Yep. And... And it just rises like, I don't know, a foot a minute. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And it's filling up the entire inside. Mm -hmm. And... Again, that means that the water outside has to be at least at that level, if not higher. Right. Because it can't be higher inside the building right. than outside. Yeah. And uh, he does do this clever thing where he's getting pressed up mm-hmm. towards the top where he unscrews the his flashlight that he was in there with. Mm-hmm. And he manages to turn it into a snorkel. Uh, and then... Would that work? I mean... I I'm just thinking of, like, the, the flashlights, flashlights that I've had. Yes, most flashlights that I have seen, it would not work. Yeah, I but didn't think so. But as far as uh, a gimmick in a movie, I'll give it to it as... Yeah, I just... I have a no. hard time suspending my disbelief sometimes for, like, things like that. I'm like, that wouldn't work! Um, having yes, typically you have a tube yeah. that only unscrews on one side so you can put the batteries in. I mean, you can unscrew the top and take the, like, the the bulb, for lack of a better word, part out. But, like, I still don't think it's a hollow tube that way. And even with the coil there, like the spring, I still think, like, there's another, like, plastic part. Yeah. Which would seal over it. It's not so- a perfect thing, but, like, I, I like to, I will give movies, like, a few yeah uh gimmies yeah uh if it's doesn't completely break the illusion yeah because for example uh the martian like mm. where it's this story that has to the one gimme they have is that there's this storm 
mm-hmm. at the start that causes everything. And it's mm-hmm. like, there's not actually storms that powerful on Mars mm-hmm. to be able to do what it does, but they needed it to happen, otherwise the story doesn't happen. Right, yeah. So, no, yes, that I'll makes give sense. them... It, it was clever, but in my mind, I was like, there's no way that would work. Anyway. And uh, he has a telephone pole crash into the... Um, into the door. Also, we get like a point of view from the telephone pole, yes. and that kind of made me laugh. <laughs> there are a few weird shots like that, which mm-hmm. feel like first time director showing offiness. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can see that you were a cinematographer and you've been thinking about ways to use your camera. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, it's like, oh, this is going to be, it's going to come on to hinges, and that's how he's going to get out. So, yeah, I thought so too. So I was surprised when it was like, did it? matter it didn't do anything no like it didn't trap him in there he and couldn't it also use didn't it as like him. a stepping stone or anything like that yeah and uh instead he's just saved randomly by karen who we don't really know why she was there or how nope, she, she has knew. no reason to go there no reason she doesn't know that he's like she saw him locked in there but mm-hmm. she why does she think to go onto the roof and open that light up at right. that particular time? Yeah. And she has a... Swiss army knife. Swiss army knife with mm-hmm. her. So she unscrews the... The grate. Grate so that he can get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, where it's like, okay, that's too convenient. Well, and the water, like you said, was lower than what it was in the police station because he is able to breathe through the flashlight until like the very, not end, but like the end of the sequence where she like all of a sudden got the grate and then the water like flows into the flashlight and he has to go down and then up through the grate. Yes, and then the water doesn't raise anymore. Nope. And then there's an explosion for some reason. Random explosion. And that happens to draw the attention of the robbers. Yep. And so they find him by blind luck. Yep. (laughs) And the uh, Kenny... Um, is like just riding around on a jet ski, just shooting his gun in the air, just because yep. apparently he's just an idiot. Who and he's just driving back and forth just, in this alleyway tr- that he saw them down at one point, and they've just ducked into a car that's floating by. Yep. And again, how deep is the water here? Is it like yeah. back to only a few feet? Right. Because right now the water should be eight feet deep everywhere. Yeah. Apparently the car is floating and they're able to sit in it and not not, fear drowning. Not fear drowning, no. Because I was like thinking, well, why wouldn't they get on top of the car? But that would be, you know, giving your position away to the the robbers or whatever. So I don't know. I was just like, I feel like Kenny should know better than to shoot like ammunition in the air if they're actually like trying to go after somebody. Yeah. Especially because they need uh, him alive because Mm -hmm. he's hidden the money. So they need him to find where the money is. Yeah. I mean, it's not intimidating, like, shooting, like, five bullets in the air. I mean, it it kind of is, but, like, not in a way that I feel like would be effective. Yeah. You know? Okay. And so they're floating around Mm -hmm. and then they're getting to know each other a little Mm -hmm. bit. And then they see some... uh, sparks behind them because a transformer has been submerged yes They're like oh we should get out yep and they happen to get out of it right next to another transformer yep 
mm-hmm. and they're a They've got about two inches before the mm-hmm. Transformers in the water, so they start climbing up. And I had a thought of, that thing they're climbing is made of metal. And that's right. And then right away, yep. mm-hmm. that's when he says, ah, swear, this thing's metal. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they proceed to climb into a window. Which is right which, next to uh, them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on brick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Kamikaze Kenny comes in. Mm-hmm. And like tackles him. Yep, brings him under the water. Um, and they're like fighting, and he, uh, Christian Slater, like clocks Kenny, which I'm not sure how much force you need to punch someone in the face underwater. You need so much force, right? I was like, what? I don't know how effective that would be because he really clocked him. Yeah, that's um, the whole punching a shark in the nose, like underwater. It's like you right. can't punch anything underwater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he like you know punches Kenny underwater. Kenny like flies back. Christian Slater is able to go up through the window. And um, Kenny's like, just like flailing around. They're like, Kenny, get up! The water's gonna electrocute you and he climbs onto the metal pole thing that they were climbing and they're like no, no get off it's metal, it's metal. and then oh my god they kill kenny you you b word that's not actually a swear so i i don't know if we can say that on i mean you can say whatever you want and i'll delete it later well, if you're going to delete it, I'm not going to say it. Um, but, but they don't actually kill Kenny? They don't. They electrocute him and he catches on fire. Um, and he lands and in the falls water. falls into the water. And you would think he'd be at the very least temporarily like incapacitated. Right, yeah. Like a lot of voltage to a man right, will yeah. like stop you from being able to move or breathe. Mm-hmm. And But he doesn't drown. He doesn't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. And so they go into the window that they're Mm -hmm. hiding in. Yep. And it's Betty White's house. Oh, no, but she set the traps for the looters. And she straight up set bear traps underneath the window. She did. She set bear traps. Also, we learned that, like, before this, um, we learned that Christian Slater used to sell construction equipment, and he got the job of armored vehicle security pseudo-cop guy from his uncle, a.k.a. his partner, mm-hmm. a.k.a. I just said uncle, Uncle Charlie. Yes. Uncle Nepotism. Charlie. R.I.P. And Uncle Charlie was also in construction, we learned. So apparently yeah. construction is just a pipeline to be a pseudo-cop. Eh, maybe. Who sure. knows? Why not? Um, and they uh, they manage to set off or avoid the bear traps because they set off one of them, so they avoid with the a second. Cactus. Yep. Yeah, they knock a cactus into the bear trap. And then they're like, "Okay, we're safe now." And mm-hmm. except, nope, Betty White's got a gun pointed at them and a kitty. And she tells them to uh, raise their arms oh, wait, slow no. as molasses. Kitty is later. Yes, Allie's very aware of when the kitties I'm show up very, in the movie. I'm very excited about the kitty. And she, they then don't raise their arms very slow. No, they weren't very, they were not slow as molasses. Not at all. Mm-mm, no. Uh, so we're back with uh, the cops for a bit. Mm-hmm. And Randy Quaid's like, I actually think this was earlier, was like, 
hey, you trapped, locked that guy in that cage, right? And they're like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. We may have let him die. Yeah. No, um, because I, I put that earlier um, because it seemed like they were mad that he had gotten away um, because they talked to Bill, who had, a, like, a younger guy um, who was supposed to um, get Minnie Driver back to her house or whatever. Um, who she pushed off the boat and they were like, oh, he, he's back there, right? And they found out that he got out and they're like, how did he get out? And it seems like they were mad that he wasn't (laughs) dead. Like they were upset. They were more upset that he was gone rather than like, oh no, we left this person to die. Yep, because they're probably more concerned about the paperwork for letting a suspect go than for letting a suspect die. But is there any paperwork? Because they seem very pro-murder. Yeah, and there's no proof that he was ever there in the first place. Right, so yeah. So it doesn't, shouldn't matter too much, yeah. but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the cops, and then we go to Kenny... Um, being picked up by the gang, mm-hmm. um, and Kenny has the death scene um, where they're like, "Oh, you're doing really well, Kenny," and he's like, "The pain is almost gone. Like, I can't feel pain anymore." And, yeah, it's kind of a weirdly touching scene. It is. Like it, you expect them to be like the terrorists and Die Hard, where you get excited with every one of them that gets picked off, and instead they're taking a moment to be like. Yeah, we just wanted some money from insured money that no one would miss. Right. We weren't going to shoot anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kenny can die because he was the one who messed things up. Yeah, he was everything. the one who shot first. Um, he was the, he's killed a guy. Yeah. So he can die, but still. But yeah. And that's kind of the first hint of what's going to happen in the third act. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Henry, uh, Betty White's husband... Uh, agrees to help out mm-hmm. uh, and let them use the boat so mm-hmm. that he can get out of there safely. Betty Christian White has Slater. a kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's petting a kitty while threatening to send them outside to die in the rain. Mm-hmm. Avoid kitty. And <laughs> uh, I don't know where Henry gets this boat. Like, he just leans out the window and, like, pulls a boat over. Well, it's their boat, but apparently it was just floating Yeah, it's, like, not tied up to anything. Mm-hmm. It's, he didn't have to go anywhere to get it. He just nope. leans out the window and here's the just boat. Just like a sentient boat being like, oh, I heard you needed a boat. And again, there was it's just a giant... not a sentient giant... boat. It just seemed like it. <laughs> there was just a giant wave of water. So if the uh-huh. boat had been hanging outside, it would have washed away. Yeah. Or it would have like bumped up against like the garage and splintered. But nope. nope. It's and a... it's at the right level of the house. Yep. Even though, again, water was four feet lower yep. earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they give him the boat so he can mm. go to the uh, armored car where yes. he expects that the National Guard will be soon. Mm-hmm. And he swims inside so that he can get the gun. Mm-hmm. And then he gets spooked by a dead cow. <laughs> that cow is very dead. Yes. And before this, we saw the thieves talking. And uh, Morgan Freeman is like, no, we're not going to 
go follow him. We know where he's going. Mm. I'm more worried with where he's been. If we follow him, we might start shooting and he's liable to electrocute us or sink us. Because <laughs> he definitely planned on electrocuting Kenny. Yep. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so uh, Christian Slater gets out of the water after mm-hmm. seeing the dead coup. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are the thieves with guns at him. Yep. And they've taken Doreen and Henry hostage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at this point, so many people have seen their faces. Yeah. Like... They were planning on just going, getting the money, and leaving, no problems, mm-hmm. and just going off with the money. Right. But now there are so many witnesses. Yeah. Like, this is a very messy crime now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the only godsend to them would be the flood and that all the bodies would be, like, washed away. Um mm-hmm. But even then, it would be kind of sus if they were the only ones who showed up in this town and everybody else was gone. Yep. And uh, they didn't find Karen because she apparently managed to hide in the attic, whereas the old couple couldn't. Yep. Yep. And um, Christian Slater makes a trade and says, let them go and I'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. And so he saves them. And then Betty White's getting mad at her husband. Because he's not rowing fast enough, so he turns the boat around oh, and gosh. threatens to drive them back to the mm-hmm. robbers and says, if they shoot you or shoot me, either way, it'll be good. Yeah, because, so, uh, take my wife, please. And he drops an F-bomb at her and tells her to, to stay S-T-F-U. quiet. STFU. Um, also... As we said before, this seems to be a very small town, like four blocks, and yet it takes forever to the for the sheriff to actually run into the bad guys. Yes. And uh, so while they're going to the cemetery, mm-hmm. uh, Morgan Freeman reveals that uh, the plan had to change mm-hmm. and that um christian slater's trying to buy time for the national guard to show up mm-hmm. and he's like national guard's not coming mm-hmm. uh, because charlie never called them he called me mm-hmm. he was in on it he was our inside man what which i think is a bit of a clever twist that yeah especially when charlie like started the movie talking about how like the job paid for his family it allowed mm-hmm. him to have a stable life yeah and that's true like, apparently he was ready to just get out of it with a big score and be like, you know what? I'm old. I'm going to be done with it. Yeah, why not? Then we get a call to the damn guy. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's like, hey, get down here. Remember when you went into that burning barn and how I deputized you before you went in? Well, I'm calling you back up. So get down here. That's an order. And bring your gun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so Christian Slater looks for the money, but it's not there Mm -mm. because Karen has taken it already. Mm -hmm. And the cops show up and they start shooting everyone. Yep, because apparently the cops aren't concerned with any sort of liability or charges being brought against them or whatever because... This seems to be the only town in the world. Yep. They don't worry about, they don't 
announce and say like freeze police drop your weapons nope. they mm-hmm. just start with shooting they just start shooting um and then randy quaid also resolves to get the money for himself rather well, so, well for the cops uh one of they killed two of the three remaining thieves uh they mm-hmm. kill the teacher and bible guy and when they yeah. shoot bible guy he falls into the water and we see a camera from underwater with his face coming straight yes. towards it yes. and his mm-hmm. gun pointing forward yep mm-hmm. and it's a very showy shot oh there are so all the like i just got shot shots are very showy Yes, and so Morgan Freeman has Christian Slater hostage, and he says, if you want to shoot me, you'll have to shoot him first. And Randy Quaid says, okay. Yep. And start shooting. Yep. And luckily he misses. Then uh, Mini Driver, like, tries to push the gun up. Is like, what are you doing? And he Mm. hits her in the face with the butt of his gun. Yep. And then it's like... Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm the bad guy now. I'm taking this money for myself. Yep. And then shouts at his deputies, you guys okay with that? Mm-hmm. Well, One is that the- after Mini Driver, like, has the gun on Randy Quaid and Randy Quaid has the gun on her? Uh, Before then, because she doesn't have the... I don't remember her having a gun. She does, because she's, like, about to shoot him. And then she pulls the trigger. She doesn't have oh, any bullets. Oh, that's at the very end. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yes, because she gets hit with the gun. To yeah, the she butt, gets to the hit face, with the butt of the gun, and then she's mm-hmm. unconscious. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> and so, yes, our third act is now going to be uh, corrupt cops trying to attack them, and Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman teaming mm-hmm. up against them, which I think is actually a fun third act twist. Yeah, I agree. It seems everyone knew about the armored vehicle, except for Kristen Slater. Yeah. Um, and uh, Randy Quaid's, like, telling one of the cops, the young one, is not okay with it. He's like, we can't kill them. They're just, they're not looters. Uh, they're just doing their jobs. And Randy Quaid's like, no, they're not looters. They're witnesses. witnesses. Mm-hmm. The water is rushing out of the dam again. Yeah. And, or it's like going over the dam at this point. Yeah, well, is that when the dam breaks? Not quite yet. Okay. Dam won't break until after the gunfight in the church, but. Okay, gotcha. Like, there's another, uh, it's at this point that I was like, they keep pulling guns out of the water and shooting them. Mm-hmm. So water has no effect on any of these guns. Oh, no. Mm-mm. And you kind of need dry guns <laughs> to shoot them. Yeah. Water doesn't agree with guns very well. Yeah. Because it's kind of an explosion machine. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good point. And uh, they're like, you're a sheriff. You can't do this. And Randy Quaid uh, removes the badge. Which, chucks it into the water. And it breaks the spell that prevented him from killing civilians. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now that he no longer wears a badge, he can be evil. I mean, he killed civilians earlier, though. I mean, well, they were robbers, but I mean... I'm just they, making a joke that the badge means the spell's broken. Yeah, the badge means the spell's broken. Um, oh, and, God! Oh, can I talk about the quote? Yes. Okay. Um, so Bill is, like, talking about, like, oh, you're the sheriff, and he chucks the badge into the water, and... I'm going to say crap instead of the S word, which is what he says. But he he says, 
I've been eating crap for 20 years. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Tonight, I'm changing the menu. Everything I eat is gonna be crap-free. And that... That line... I... It's so We great. both lost it. It's... Uh, oh, God. It's so good. It's so... It's so ridiculous. And then uh, Morgan Freeman throws a grenade from somewhere. I think it's one of the science professor's grenades yeah, who knows? which apparently is there and mm-hmm. that manages to buy them enough time to get mm-hmm. away uh, every time i saw an explosion i was like did i miss something did i like is there something about water and electricity that i don't know about <laughs> <laughs> like there were so many explosions that i was like i just i have no idea where this came from well that's they treat the water in this movie like it's just pool water or something this water would be so disgusting the sewers have been filled so there is raw sewage everywhere mm -hmm. there's farmlands nearby Mm -hmm. so there is going to be farm Mm -hmm. waste in this water there's dead animals floating in it but everyone just swims around pops out of it gets cuts and is swimming in this fetid (laughs) water (laughs) yeah and anyway so they're uh, in their motorboat and they're s- getting away from the cops. And they're like, ah, we're not going fast enough. And Morgan Freeman's like, hold on. And he throws Kenny's body overboard. Yep. And Kenny was apparently entrusted to him by a friend. So he's been watching this uh, orphan mm-hmm. who's, you know, a little slow and he relies on Morgan Freeman to care for him. Mm-hmm. And he has to throw the body overboard mm-hmm. to give them speed. It's like, well, that's kind of trash. Yeah. <laughs> Just a and little then, bit. So there's this statue that we've seen periodically, like at the center of town, of mm-hmm. a guy on a horse holding out his sword. Mm-hmm. And we've just seen it throughout to kind of give us levels of how deep the water's getting. Mm-hmm. And I realized at this point, it's like, oh, it's been Chekhov's statue the entire time. Uh... Because this time they go over it because it's completely submerged. Mm-hmm. But it's only under like two inches of water. Mm-hmm. And the propeller gets caught in the sword. Mm-hmm. And that slows them down and mm-hmm. allows the cops to catch up. Mm-hmm. And we get more chasing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get, manage to get inside the church. And that's where they decide to hide out for a second to catch their breath. Cops chase up and mm-hmm. catch up to them. And they're waiting outside and they're making their plans. And they hear this siren go off. And that means that the dam is going to fail. That the water mm-hmm. is run over. There's nothing else to be done. There's no more water to release. Yep. Pressure is dangerous. Yep. The town is going to be uh, wiped off. Yeah. Randy Quaid says, screw the town. Well, Bill, <laughs> Bill says like, well, I thought you said if the dam broke, the town would be destroyed. <laughs> and then Randy Quaid like has this very slow moment and says... Screw the town! And yeah, it's Slater, very dramatic. Christian Slater is cleaning his wound and mm. talking with Morgan Freeman while they're waiting for the cops to show up. And they're, he's like, do you ever think about taking it? And Christian Slater's like, no, I never did. Mm. And then he just starts talking about Belize. Belize, yep. How Belize speaks Beautiful English. Beautiful people. It's a tropical country. Mm, dollar uh, goes a long goes way. Goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Which, all accurate. Yes. Having been to Belize, that is accurate. 
And English is one of the national languages it of is Belize. The it is the national language. language. It is the only country in South America with English as the national language. Yes, and very lax banking laws, apparently. So it's like, yeah, you're making a compelling case for Belize being a good, yeah. like, a better place to run to than Mexico. Yeah, only and thing I would say is scorpions. Yeah. I don't like scorpions, and there are scorpions in Belize. Um, and so one of the cops looks over at an unconscious woman and it gets creepy. Well, yeah. So Wayne says, uh, there'll be too many bodies with gun bullet holes. I'm going to make it look like she drowned in her house. Right. And Bill was like, no, we can save her. And he was like, and Wayne says, well, if we would have saved her, that would have actually gotten you laid. Which makes it sound like he's just doing this out of spite. Um, and then Bill's like screaming like, no, no, no. Like he can't do anything. Well, he's being restrained by yeah. uh, the sheriff and yeah. the damn guy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. And then Wayne said that he was going to make it look like she fell down the stairs and drowned. But actually he handcuffs her to the stairs and then we have an almost R scene. Yeah. And it's like very explicit with it what is. he's Yeah, you can definitely has, tell what he has planned. And he's like talking about dear penthouse never thought it would happen to me. Yep, and he talks about like if her assets How? are real. And how um, she's too good for the people in town, but mm, look what's happening now. Yep. Um, and she manages to, and the power goes out. Yes. Which apparently the power's been on somehow. Yeah. Like the whole well, town's flooded. She's, she's also chained to the stairs. Yes, he's handcuffed her to the he's, banister. He's handcuffed her to the banister, and, like, water is up to probably her chest. Like, she's at the bottom of the stairs. She's handcuffed to the banister. Yeah, so the water is about two and a half, three feet deep in uh-huh. this part of the house. Which, again, apparently her house is much higher, I guess, because it's only three feet deep here, as opposed to the eight feet that it was when we were right, in... Right, exactly! That's what I put down. Um... But, yeah, so he, like, walks away to get, I don't know, something. A candle? Is that the candle? Yeah, he, gets he goes to get a candle. for ambiance, apparently, in a flood. Because um, sh- apparently you gotta set the mood if you're gonna R somebody in the water on the stairs. And she manages to get her trusty Swiss Army knife mm-hmm. and pulls out the blade one. Mm-hmm. And... When he leans in to try to start kissing her, she stabs him in the neck. Yep. And uh, he goes for his gun, but he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And he fires his gun randomly as he falls backwards and dies. And he shoots five times mm-hmm. with his six-shooter revolver. Yep. And then we're back at the church. Mm-hmm. And a boat crashes through the stained glass windows. And a full face mm-hmm. comes, like, flying at the camera. As if we're watching Jaws 3. Apparently, when glass shatters, whole faces remain intact. Uh, 
I mean, I can almost believe it with a stained glass window because it's already composed of separate pieces of glass. I guess. But no, the whole face would not. No, not the whole face. The whole face would not be intact. And there's a a uh, big gunfight inside the church mm. which has a great moment oh, where Christian, Christian Slater, Slater has climbed up to the, the organ yeah mm-hmm. and he's up in the choir loft and he's mm-hmm. getting shot at and then when there's a moment where everyone else reloads he jumps off into the water screams and fires and mid-air. hits a guy mid-air Oh, I didn't think he hit he, anyone. He, like, nicks him. Okay, because I was like, well, that was really anticlimactic because he did not get anyone. But I guess he nicked someone, which I didn't see. Yeah, and he manages to, um, uh, he pulls up, shoots up out of the water, and he's pointing the gun at the young deputy. Mm. And they aren't shooting each other. And the hunter, like, his gun's jammed or something, or his gun's caught in a rope. Mm. And he's like, shoot him, quick, kill him. And Bill's like, nah, I don't want to kill him. And then he, tur- Christian Slater turns around to shoot, uh, to aim at him. Hank. To aim at Hank. The hunter guy. And that's when uh, the sheriff, I believe, shoots the deputy. I think that's how it works. Mm. Or, I don't remember exactly how it ends, but. Uh, the young guy? Yeah, the young guy gets shot. Hank shoots the young guy. Hank Hank shoots shoots the young guy because then the young guy dies and Hank goes, wuss. And Christian Slater manages to punch Hank and steal his gun. Mm. And he's gonna shoot the sheriff. And then he and Morgan Freeman get the guns and they're holding the sheriff at gunpoint. They're like, take us to uh, Karen. And he's like, well, she's at her house and they're like, well where's her house and he's like well give me one bag of money i don't want to be greedy and i'll take you to where she is and christian slater's okay with that because he just wants to save her life mm-hmm. morgan freeman says i told you i, I was just, just here the for the money, money. Mm-hmm. and uh, we have a mexican standoff because one of them wants all the money mm-hmm. one wants some of the money mm-hmm. and to live and the other wants no one to get shot and to save this woman. So they all have different things they want, and mm-hmm. they can't all have it. Yep. And then Bill, who's dying in the water, says, like, oh, she lives on Mulberry Street in the Blue House. I don't think it's yeah, Mulberry he describes Street, but whatever. Where he says it where is, she lives. how to get it, what mm-hmm. it looks like. And so uh, they take one boat mm-hmm. and leave Morgan Freeman Christian Slater takes one boat to go save her. Yeah. Leaves Morgan Freeman with the money and the cops. Mm -hmm. And then we get back to Minnie Driver, who has her Swiss Army knife, and she is trying to undo, like, the banister so she can get out of, so she can get, like, her handcuffs out from, yeah, Yeah. so she gets higher up the stairs, which... Again, the the water just rises so quickly. Yep. Like, it, it is... Because the water isn't at the choir loft in the church. Nope. But the water is at the top of the stairs at her house. So unless she... Unless the church is, like, high on a hill, which it's not. Yeah, the water is rising as fast as she can walk up the stairs. Yes, yep. Which, it doesn't make sense. Yep. This water is sentient and is trying to make dramatic tension. Yep, exactly. And Christian Schlater shows up and is like, 
how do I help you? And she's like, I've got a saw in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. So he swims down there. So he takes a giant breath, swims downstairs, goes to the kitchen, mm-hmm. finds the drawer, gets the saw, swims up, and proceeds to start trying to saw the banister because he's smart breaks. and he's like i'm gonna saw through the wood not mm. the metal yep. and the saw breaks right away mm-hmm. and again i was like that's great <laughs> that is that is again a clever subversion yeah that he went on this mission and it meant nothing yep and she's like wait the gun from the deputy mm-hmm. it's probably on the porch which at this point the dam has uh blown up Mm -hmm. and a giant wave of water Mm -hmm. has crashed into the town Mm -hmm. and it has swept her house off of its foundation yeah which i'm surprised the banister hadn't broken by then yeah she wasn't free (laughs) and her house is relatively intact Mm -hmm. uh and apparently the gun is still on a stair on the porch even though it is moving now right the whole house is Wizard of Oddizing its way away from foundation. Yeah. Well, I thought the house was, like, broken in half, where, like, the, the like, half of the house was, like, floating and... Yeah. But no, it's just off its foundation. But uh, he manages to find the gun, miraculously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's like... And he then aims it and shoots it, and I guess you can shoot this gun underwater and it works. Magic gun. And it manages to break her handcuffs and mm-hmm. she survives. They get onto the roof. And so when the dam blew up, uh, Morgan Freeman like got knocked out of the boat mm-hmm. uh, and gets shot once mm-hmm. in the arm. Mm-hmm. So Hank and the sheriff have the gun and the money or have the boat and the money. Mm-hmm. And they are going to kill the witnesses that remain. Uh, so they're going to kill Christian Slater. And Morgan Freeman manages to get another boat and follows them. Uh, they have a shootout on the roof of the house. Mm-hmm. And Christian Slater has more bullets somehow. Even though, again, he's holding a six-shooter that fired... That fired five bullets already. Mm-hmm. That And then one to break the handcuffs. Yep. Which I thought they were going to make a point of it that he only had one bullet left and that was going to be the thing. Yeah, that would have been good. But nope. But nope. And yeah, they're they're playing very fast and loose with ammo. Like they just constantly oh, have yeah. more clips to yeah. reload. They're yep. never worried about running out or wasting their shots. Works underwater. <laughs> yep. And Morgan Freeman sees the cops uh, shooting at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is Hank dead at this? No, Hank's not. Yeah, Hank uh, got swept out of the boat. Or they're running away from the wave. Mm-hmm. And the sheriff's like, and Hank's like, we gotta go faster. And the sheriff says, you're right. And throws Hank overboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hank swims over to a fire escape and manages to hold on. Oh, yeah. And then there's that then giant black tanker, cat. Like tanker. Yeah. Like comes a propane tank. And it's spewing steam. Mm-hmm. Crashes into him and he explodes and Good, flies up into the air. Flying. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's just the sheriff now with a gun. Uh-huh. And Morgan Freeman's like, ah, crap. And starts driving his boat towards him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the rope connecting the steering to the wheel to his rudder gets mm-hmm. shot, so he can't steer anymore. Mm-hmm. So he ramps off of the house, <laughs> and it breaks off his motor. Mm-hmm. So he lands over the sheriff, and then the propeller crashes into the sheriff yep. behind him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> I wish that he would have fallen in the water and a bunch of blood would have spewn up. Which yeah. That's what I figured was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, he got propellered. Um, so right before that, um, just to quick, um, Doreen and Henry are like in a tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, Henry is telling Doreen like, next time I tell you to evacuate, we evacuate. Um, so there's just like that little quip at yep, the end. Yep, and she's like, oh, well. She's like, okay. I'm so sorry. You're all I have. And yeah, like, I'm upset that we did see them because if we didn't see them, I would have assumed that they just rode away. Right, yeah. But now I'm like, where? when did they end up in this tree? Like, how far away did they get? I don't know. Like, they've been gone for a half hour. Yeah. And they heard the siren did they not get to that mountain nearby right yeah and i felt like it was also like henry like asserting his masculinity which i was like yeah because like doreen is like you know a bamf in the beginning she keeps saying like one of us has to have a spine Mm -hmm. that sort of thing yeah and then henry is like i'm the man when i say evacuate let's evacuate anyway so yes um they're in the boat when all of a sudden a hand reaches onto the um christian slater and morgan freeman are off on their boat Mm -hmm. and morgan freeman's like i'm still gonna take the money Mm -hmm. and uh then Randy Quaid sticks a hand out and like leans up onto the boat where the money is. And oh yeah, yeah. This is when yeah. mm-hmm. Mini Driver takes his gun mm-hmm. and aims it at him. And she's ready to kill an unarmed man. But yep. then he pulls his second weapon, his mm-hmm. revolver his ankle gun. Mm-hmm. out of his ankle and lifts it up, and then she pulls the trigger. And she's out of bullets. Oh no! For the first time, anybody's out of bullets. And by the time he gets the gun and aims it at her, Morgan Freeman Christian Slater then unload like five clips worth into Why him. Why not? Why not? He's a bad guy, and right? And they're great shots, and they yes. don't hit Mini Driver at all. Nope. But he falls back, and he's holding on to one of the bags of money mm. as he's falling. Mm. And... Um, yeah, then... but then we see <clears throat> Mini Driver um, chuck the gun into the water like, meh! Like, it reminded me of that comic where it's like, I'm the scroll of truth. I tell you what you need to know. And then it tells the person like something that they don't want to hear and they go, meh, and then just chuck it. Yeah, And, and that's like, how I felt like she did with this gun. There's multiple angles and multiple takes that are like spliced together. So mm-hmm. she's like half throwing it like six times. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we just get this weird slice mm-hmm. that keeps repeating slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh Anyway, uh, Christian Slater swims over and gets in the boat with her, and he's like, I've got to report it. That's my job. And Morgan Freeman starts rowing away, 
and he happens to brush up against the dead sheriff, and he takes the money bag from him, so he yeah, loots why a not? corpse. Well, why not? And starts rowing his way away while the state police show up. Mm-hmm. Finally. And they're like, all right, put your arms behind your head. And Christian Slater's talking to her and is like, yeah, just so you know, there was good news, bad news. Uh, the good news is the dam breaking probably put out the fire. Well, she was like, oh, how's the church? She's like, is the church okay? And it's like, obviously the church is not okay. Yeah, the whole town's like, destroyed. Have you been paying attention at all? Obviously the church is not okay. And it didn't sound like she was like sarcastic. Like, oh, is the church okay? She was like genuinely concerned and it's like no your church is destroyed obviously um and he's like yeah it was just a small fire you can fix it and that's and then the final line of the movie that's probably why they felt safe enough to drive through the stained glass window mm-hmm. and then it just freezes yep at end of and movie. that's the end it's like ah i needed like a camera panning out and showing the destruction that yeah. the town had done or like a little denouement of morgan freeman on the beach or something in belize Mm -hmm. or like six months later and christian slater's like yeah i can't see a future for anyone after this they they had no like there there was no hint of the future or anything i have no idea what this town is gonna look like how they're gonna get out of it um yeah like also i feel like the state police will just keep the money (laughs) You want, like, Christian Slater to be, like, one year later or something, and Christian Slater is now the sheriff of the town. Right. And he's dating Minnie Driver. Mm-hmm. And They're gets, restoring a church together. And he gets a postcard in the mail that just says, greetings from Belize. Well, he's the one that wanted to go to Belize. Yes, not... but he's the one that said it oh, to okay. Morgan Freeman, so that'd be like, uh, well, oh, okay. Shawshank Redemption, though, isn't it? Yeah, somewhat. Uh, I suppose. Except yeah. in that one, he's, like, says, I'm going to go to Mexico, and then he goes to Mexico. Yeah. And says, you should come with, as opposed to, I would do this, and then you're like, oh, that's what he did. He went to Belize. I feel like that'd be kind of a slap in the face, though, don't you think? Like, oh, you're sheriff of that town. You didn't want to be sheriff. Look at me. I'm in Belize. I'm taking your vacation. I mean, he's... I'm taking your (laughs) dream. It would have been the end point of all the characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What did you think of this movie? Uh, (laughs) I thought the music did a lot of heavy lifting. Like, I thought that the tone was really weird for this movie. Like, it felt, like, this movie felt a lot more comedic than it should have. Like, I feel like they were trying to give us a sense of constant, imminent danger. And, like, I never really felt like anyone was in danger. Like, I, I mean, not really. Yeah. You know? Um, and, yeah, I just... And, and the water being so inconsistent and also... Again, like we we technically know this takes place in Indiana, but like like we said, there was no setup, there was no like uh, you know 
backstory of like why this storm is happening, where it's coming from. There's no future for this town. There's no past of this town. Like it just seemed like this was one isolated world where it will never stop flooding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of um, <laughs> just like these poor people what is gonna happen like but not in a way where i was like oh no they're all gonna die but like i just can't imagine like losing your house like that and like losing your town like that and just being like well (laughs) there's always tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah also they they were so intent on guarding this money that was probably insured that like everyone was willing to die for this money like christian slater who had no like you know stake in this money other than like he was hired to protect it like just just let it go it'll be fine like just say it was stolen like i feel like you know i I mean i don't know how bank robberies go but like you know fdic insures each bank up to one hundred thousand dollars so assuming that they've gone to 12 banks or so then only half of it's insured but like your personal money is insured yeah so yeah no one's losing money this is probably rich people money they probably won't miss it I mean, in Indiana, there's not really any rich people. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's not really rich people. But still, each individual person Mm -hmm. is insured up to $100,000. Oh, well, yeah, then... I just... I I feel like people were putting way too much on the line for this money. Um, Uh, Except for the people who were, you know, wanting to steal it, but... Yeah, so they didn't do enough with the fact that uh, Christian Slater's uncle died... Like, yeah, he got yeah. over that or didn't care yeah. very much. Like they had that had no emotional impact. No, and it's also Morgan Freeman's friend, right? Like, is dead. Yeah, and it was also well just as, kind of an afterthought that that Charlie was in on this. Yeah, and three of uh, mm-hmm. like Morgan Freeman has lost four people that mm-hmm. he cares about. Yeah, at least somewhat. And Christian Slater lost someone he cared about. Mm-hmm. And Minnie Driver lost a friend of hers mm-hmm. that, like, has had a lifelong crush on her or whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, one of the people that she grew up with. Yeah. And she's going to have a traumatic experience. But I guess, like, you have to, you know, keep moving if you're about to drown. So you don't really have that much time to grieve. But, you know, could have done something and but yeah the way that the water worked in this movie was so um ill-defined like it would be no danger and then suddenly imminent danger Mm. and then no danger again Mm. and but i did like some of the in some moments in it Mm -hmm. and there's uh i liked the third act twist Mm -hmm. uh so yeah, overall, I give this uh, three and a half dams out of a seven C's. <laughs> Where are the C's? Flooding the town. There's, there's no C's that exist in this. It's just this town. Well, this town is a C now. Like this, this town could be on another planet for all we know. Those C's are off the coast of Belize. <laughs> Okay, I guess there's, like, Huntingtonville, Indiana, 
and then Belize. And those are the two areas that exist in this entire world. Yep. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I thought it was enjoyable. I had fun. I would recommend people watch it. Yeah. It's not available for streaming anywhere, Mm. really, unless you have Cinemax. Yeah. Uh, So you have to pay to rent it. Which, which, it was like four four bucks. bucks. It's a a four bucks well spent, I think. I think I had four dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. I think so, too. Yeah, same. But, yeah, so that has been Hard Rain. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Betsy, for the recommendation. Yes. Uh, if you want to follow us, I'm uh, on Twitter at Rick Boston. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Allie Daniels. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions. Requests. Uh, we are taking requests. We are taking requests. We're trying to build up our uh, calendar going forward. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of requests from one specific person. <laughs> Also is very bad at knowing what 30 below means. That's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we can do like the essence of 30 if below. If you suggest hard enough or with enough uh, commas in it. Yeah. Uh, then we can fudge that 30. Or like if you suggest with like a Venmo payment or something. Like... But yeah, uh, reach out to us at 30belowpod at gmail. Mm-hmm. So that's 30belowpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope you had fun with this one. Thank you for listening. I've been Rick. <laughs> I've been Allie. And this has been 30 Below. <laughs>